I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 371. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Before we get started today, I wanted to let you know that there is an upcoming opportunity for my female listeners to attend a women's conference where I will be the keynote speaker. If you are listening to this episode prior to April 23rd and 24th, you are invited to join me in Logansport, Louisiana for a two-day conference hosted by the ladies of Maple Springs Baptist Church. I'll link to the details of it in the show notes, or you can visit my speaking page and scheduled events page at michellenizette.com. I have loved listening to this week's song in my playlist. It's like a fight song for me. Uh, The theme of it is tied directly to scripture, but has an arena rock anthem vibe to it. I can't wait to dive into scripture inspired by Zach Williams' song, Stand My Ground. But first, let's listen. I will stand. Immediately, I was drawn to Ephesians chapter 6 because it literally tells us to, uh, in verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Sounds like standing our ground, right? Then I subscribed to a version reading plan that took me through the first few chapters of Daniel with the theme of taking a stand. Uh, Let's talk about the highlights of this path in case you want to take the same one. And so first of all, I use the Bite of Repetition. Now, Bite is just an acronym for Bible Interaction Tool Exercises. And these are the exercises I use in my Bible study time to keep it varied and effective. I'm not the creator of the bites. I'm just a curator of them. In fact, if you head over to my YouTube channel, Michelle Needs That TV, you will see some interviews with friends where I ask them what their favorite Bible interaction tool exercises are. Maybe you'll hear one that you want to try yourself. Now, repetition, however, is a valuable study tool. Normally, I would read the section in context of the entire letter And you may try that bite this week as well and just stay in Paul's letter to the Ephesians. I, however, just stayed in the 10 verses about the armor of God repetitively for several days in a row. And when I did that, the text uh, jumped out at me that it says the word stand three times, three times in 10 verses. Now that's significant. So when I follow the bite of completing a word study on the Greek word histemi, which is the verb translated to stand, I see that it has a readiness or preparedness to it. Also carried with it is the image of one who vanquishes his adversaries and holds the ground 
See why I thought of the scripture as inspired by our song? And it also carries with it the picture of one who is in the midst of the fight, holding his position against the foe. So think about that. Keep that in mind as I read those 10 verses from Ephesians, starting in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in, the, in, and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand... Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Now, you may add in the bite here of marking up the text, and if you do that, then I would suggest circling or highlighting all of the instances of the word stand in your Bible. So, what does standing firm or standing our ground look like in this text? Well, perhaps you might want to take the bite of journaling your thoughts. Yes, it's going to be a little extra effort. Most exercises take work, right? (laughs) But over time, you will reap the reward of interacting with God's word in new ways. And here's my challenge to you. Stop merely reading your Bible. Start interacting with it. When I look closely at the text, I see that being strong in the Lord requires that I put on the armor of God. The full armor of God. And when I do that, I can take my stand against the devil's schemes. Then I see a clarification. The devil's primary scheme must be to put on flesh. Since Paul teaches us that our struggle is not against flesh. But it sure feels like it, right? People are the ones who hurt us, right? My struggle must be against that person. Or when I was a mom of young kids, it could even very well be your struggle is like a very against a very small person, right? But no, God's holy word teaches something different. It teaches that part of the scheme of the devil is to disguise your struggle in flesh and blood when it's really with rulers and authorities and powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Mind blown, right? We're not taking our stand against our in-laws or politicians or exes or toddlers. We're taking a stand against the devil's schemes. And my friend, the devil uses people in his schemes. Then the phrasing gets interesting, starting in verse 13. Use the bite of reading in a variety of translations. But here it is in the NIV. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand... Stand firm then. First of all, in the NIV, there are three stands right there, right? Together. In somewhat a strange sounding way, in my opinion. But you can't miss the emphasis. We're to stand. 
We are to stand when the day of evil comes, not if. And we are to stand with the full armor, which is what is described in detail in the remaining verses. This is a perfect place to take the bite of making a list or even creating a chart in your notes. What is the piece of armor and what is it good for? Well, let's see. We have a belt and a breastplate and shoes and a shield, a helmet and a sword. And these things represent truth and righteousness, readiness to share the gospel, faith, salvation, and the word of God. And then I couldn't help but notice another threesome. In the following verses, after the description of the armor of God, Paul calls the reader to pray, pray, pray. So we are to stand, 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 and pray, pray, pray. (laughs) Interesting, don't you think? So let's use this as an opportunity now to look closely at a real person in the Old Testament that did this very thing. That's another bite, by the way, remembering that the the characters or the people we're reading about in the Bible were real. And um, I mentioned it already, but I used an outside resource in the form of a reading plan. Now, utilizing outside resources is also another bite, by the way. And normally, my outside resources are books and commentaries, but devotionals and reading plans can fit the bill too, but only if they inspire you to interact with God's Word. Don't use a devotional or a reading plan as a check the box in your Bible study time. And it, it can really feel like that, especially in like a version reading plan where when you've read that page, it, it literally puts a check mark in a box, okay, or a circle. They can launch you into God's word. They can even help you see things you might have missed. But the devotionals themselves, they're words that God gave someone else about the text. And I truly believe he wants to meet you in his word and speak directly to you. Yes, you. You may never be a writer, but you can discover these amazing truths on your own. Because if you're a follower of Christ, you have the Holy Spirit within you to guide you into all truth. And we don't have time to unpack each chapter in detail on today's podcast. I hope that just as we briefly discuss it today, that this will inspire you to read these chapters in the book of Daniel on your own. But as I read these chapters, um, I kept in mind what I had been reading in Ephesians. Stand, 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 and pray, pray, pray. And according to uh, OverviewBible.com, which is a great outside resource, the book of Daniel in one sentence is, Daniel becomes a high-ranking wise man in the Babylonian and Persian empires and has prophetic visions concerning Israel's future. That is the entire book in a sentence. And this rise to rank is actually recorded in Daniel chapter 1. It wasn't without an opportunity to stand his ground, however. So Daniel and his friends were captured by King Nebuchadnezzar and taken to Babylon. Listen to these words of explanation from Daniel chapter 1. It says in verse 3, Then the king commanded Ashpenaz, the chief eunuch, to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of the nobility, youths without blemish, of good appearance, and skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge, understanding, learning, and competent to stand in the king's palace, and to teach them the literature and language of the, of the Chaldeans. The king assigned them a daily portion of the food that the king ate and of the wine that he drank. They were to be educated for three years, and at the end of that time they were to stand before the king. Did you hear that? I honestly didn't notice the call to stand here until I started to put together my notes for the podcast. But Daniel was considered potentially competent to stand in the king's palace. But when you keep reading, you'll see that Daniel's concern was his standing before the king of kings. You see, the food of the king's court would have included foods that Hebrew boys were not allowed to eat according to the law law of God. 
So Daniel took a stand for his faith. In fact, verse 8 says that Daniel resolved. It says, but Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that he drank. And the King James Version says he purposed in his heart. And the New Living Translation says he was determined. And the New American Standard uh, Bible says he made up his mind. He didn't throw a fit or throw in the towel. He asked for an exception and God gave him favor. Just listen. It says, therefore, he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. And God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. So Daniel proposed that he and his friends only eat veggies and drink water for 10 days and see how they looked compared to the others in the king's preparation program. And then in verse 15, it says at the end of the 10 days, it was seen that they were better in appearance and fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. So the chief let them avoid defiling themselves in the sight of God. Yes, God gave the favor, but first Daniel had to stand his ground. Or how about chapter 2 when King Nebi had a bad dream and wanted someone to interpret it for him? Only he wouldn't tell anyone what the dream was. He wanted someone to tell him what the dream was and what it meant. And of course, his wise guys couldn't do anything of the sort. So he got angry and he decided to kill all of the wise men in the land, which included Daniel and his friends. So just listen, beginning in verse 12, the king was angry and very furious and commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be destroyed. So the decree went out and the wise men were about to be killed and they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. (laughs) So what happened? Like I said, Daniel didn't throw a fit or throw in the towel. He took a stand. Uh, But what characteristics of his stand do we see this time? Prudence and discretion. Verse 14, then Daniel replied with prudence and discretion to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He declared to Arioch, the king's captain, why is the decree of the king so urgent? Then Arioch made the matter known to Daniel, and Daniel went in and requested the king to appoint him a time that he might show the interpretation to the king. So sometimes taking a stand looks a little less like fighting And more like resolve, like when we read in Daniel chapter 1. Or prudence and discretion, like we read in Daniel chapter 2. And along with this stand, 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 we see Daniel pray, 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 and recruit others to join him. Verse 17. Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, and told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. If you keep reading in chapter 2, it's one of my favorite recorded prayers of praise and thanksgiving in the Bible. And then King Nebi recognizes an attribute of God that I love. He is the revealer of mysteries. King Nebuchadnezzar says, Truly your God is God of gods and Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries. Yes, he truly is. And I wish we had time to go on. If you choose to follow the version reading plan, you'll read through Daniel chapter 7. And um, you'll have some devotional thoughts to go along with it. I will link to the plan in the show notes at michellekneesat.com forward slash 371. Do me a favor, though, when you utilize reading plans in version or any other kind of devotional book, always read the scripture first and read in context of the entire chapter. So especially version provides this like handy read the entire chapter button just for that purpose. 
And I really wish version would switch it around and list the scripture first and then the devotion. Um, in fact, I, when you read this particular um, devotional, if you follow this reading plan, it actually has like a little uh, parenthetical statement in there saying, hey, go ahead and read Daniel chapter one before you read this devotional comment commentary on it. But until they fix that, just resolve in your heart to seek what God has to say before seeking what he has revealed to someone else to say. So it will, again, it will automatically go to devotion first and then scripture, but you just click on scripture first, read it in context, read the entire chapter of uh, the section that is related to the devotion, and then go back and read the devotion. And then you can check your little boxes and that can be great. Um, Again, I I do use the reading plans uh, in my own study time. But I I start there. Again, it's more of a launching place for me. And then I incorporate my Bible interaction tool exercises from there. So I encourage you to do the same. So what's next? Well, spend time in Ephesians chapter 6 learning about the armor of God with the focus on standing your ground against the enemy. Read this section of scripture repetitively. Interact with it in new ways. Maybe journal, make a list, make a chart. Then consider reading about Daniel and his friends in the first few chapters of the book of Daniel with the focus on how they stood their ground. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellenizat.com. Hop on Twitter at michellenizat or Instagram at michellenizat or on Facebook. Michelle L. Nizat is my public page. And let's talk about what you're learning. Now, More Than a Song is a proud member of the NRT Podcast Network, and this is a network of podcasts associated with New Release Today. And NewReleaseToday.com is the most innovative and largest Christian entertainment site online, and it exists to inform fans immediately about each week's new releases. And I'm super excited to be a part of this network, so I hope you go check out their resources over at NewReleaseToday.com. Now, if you haven't joined the 30-Day Music Challenge yet, I highly recommend it. The challenge is to listen listen exclusively to Christian music for 30 days. You are never too late to jump in. You just submit your name and email address at michellekneesat.com forward slash 30 day challenge and you're in and you'll get daily emails uh, with a a brief sentence, a click to a one minute video, and uh, it'll help you stay on track for 30 days. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank my newest subscribers to my website like Grace from Arizona, Lori from Florida, and Jennifer from Wisconsin. Welcome. Uh, New subscribers to my website benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites that I've used on the podcast. This is a great place to start, especially if you've never really used Bible Interaction Tool exercises before. Um, Subscribers also benefit from that weekly email that I send uh, that includes a memory verse resource. It also is the show notes, the email recap of the week's episode. And I also pop in some uh, instant access to any of the extra resources I create from time to time for my episodes. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? Uh, This really encourages me. It really does. But it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. There's all these algorithms and things out there. So as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Of course, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michellekneesat.com, through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. 
Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using the song Image of God by We Are Messengers to point us to scripture. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 371. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.